Hello and welcome to Mr. Mar's History Podcast. Google Mr. Mar History to get more help with Nationals Higher and Advanced Higher History. In today's lesson, we will discuss the reasons that nationalism increased in Germany between 1815 and 1850. Nationalism is simply a strong belief in a particular country and can also include the wish to establish a country where no such country exists. In 1815, the so-called Congress of Vienna was held. This took place to establish order in Europe after the Napoleonic Wars, and to provide balancing national powers. As part of this, the German Bund, or Confederation, was formed in 1815. Its role was to place the Holy Roman Empire, and also to provide various economic, political and social links between the 39 German-speaking states, including places such as Prussia, Austria, Bohemia and Moravia. Ultimately, the creation of a German Bund fueled the demands for greater links between these German-speaking states, up to and including unification, the creation of one country. In this lesson, we will discuss the reasons it happened, examining six factors looking at the role of economics, considering the impact of the Zollverein, cultural factors, examining military weakness, before looking at the role of France, and finally considering the impact of the Liberals. Economic factors certainly played a role in increasing demands for unification in Germany. The Industrial Revolution had left Britain well ahead of Germany, and as a result, many Germans wanted to improve this. Germany also struggled because of the range of trade barriers between the different states. This included things such as separate currencies that made it hard for one German state to trade with another. German businesses wanted to see improvements such as train links across the Confederation which would make trading goods easier. And by the 1850s, around 3,000 miles of train lines had been built which had helped improve the economy. At the same time as this was happening, Prussia was taking action to improve trading within her territory. This included scrapping all internal taxes in 1818. Prussia also introduced tariffs on goods that came from out with Prussia. Many would argue that all of these reforms helped fuel the demands for a unified Germany. Businessmen across the Confederation recognised that by working together with different states, it was possible to improve their business and make more money. In addition, the improvements which were brought about to economic growth after the train building scheme showed that cooperation could work. Not only this, but the improvements which took place helped all sections of society. Clearly businesses grew which improved the lot of the owners of these businesses, but the fact that there was more jobs in Germany meant that even people from poorer backgrounds would back these reforms. However, there was clearly more to the issue of growing demands for unification in Germany. For one, by 1850, Germany's economy was still significantly behind Britain's industrial progress, and so many workers would see little benefit. Not only this, many states in Germany worried that by unifying, all that it would happen was that it would increase Prussian power and influence, given Prussia's dominant role within the German economy. An action which was taken which achieved both of these things was the introduction of the Zollverein. Prussia had introduced a variety of changes which had improved their economy, and this had led to interest from other German states that not only wanted to grow their own economies, 
but believed that by working with Prussia was a way to achieve this. In 1834, the Zollverein was established. This was a customs union between the various German states that joined. Members of the Zollverein had to agree to follow Prussian trade and tax law. This was a significant step towards German unification. By 1836, only two years later, 25 out of 39 of the German states were members. This gave Prussia massive influence on countries across the Bund Confederation. It showed that by working together, improvements could be made to the economy and also established the principle that each state was prepared to give up their power in order to improve their own position. However, there are limitations to the impact of the Zollverein in creating a unified Germany. For one thing, not all states that were part of the Confederation chose to join, and Austria in particular was specifically excluded. In addition, this fueled fears from people that in a united Germany Prussia would continue to dominate. And although Prussia did try to influence the other states' political decisions using the Zollverein, in practice they were very often ignored. Another factor which led to growing demands for nationalism in Germany was the impact of culture. One of the main reasons that the Confederation had united was the fact that it brought together 25 million people who spoke the same language. There were many famous writers and musicians that began to believe in the idea of a united Germany, rather than simple separate states. They wrote stories, they wrote music that were listened to and read right across the country and inspired many people. Beethoven was one such composer whose music was known for being emotional, inspiring Germans. And the Brothers Grimm also told stories in which many Germans played the heroic role, again inspiring people in Germany to believe in the idea of a possible greater Germany if only unification could occur. Music and books were popular across the Bund, and as a result they encouraged people right across the different states to think about a greater Germany, which could perhaps only be achieved by unification. However, it can be argued that many of the writers said to have inspired this did not actually set out to promote German nationalism. It was simply how their work was interpreted. Furthermore, not everyone in Germany could read or had access to classical music, limiting the overall impact. In addition, many of the patriotic songs that were written at this time were actually in response to events such as Francis' threat to invade the Rhine. This suggests that, in fact, it was other issues influenced cultural factors rather than the other way around. Another factor, and a hugely important one, which led to growing demands for a unified Germany was that of military weakness. During the Napoleonic Wars, the German princes had stoked nationalism and a belief in Germany to encourage the fight against Napoleon. After the wars came to an end, these feelings did not simply disappear, and in addition, Many Germans were very wary of future aggression by France or possibly Russia. They believed that by uniting together, they could possibly be safer and more protected. In 1840, their fears seemed to be realised when France threatened to extend its borders towards the Rhine, taking part of Germany territory. There was fury across the different German states at this, and a military force was organised by Prussia that saw off this threat. Following this, it was agreed to set up a federal army bringing together forces from across the German states to protect all of the confederation. And like the Zollverein, this was another example of the different states being prepared to work together. 
The fact that Prussia took action in 1840 to defend the Rhine, and as a result Germany, united poor and wealthy Germans who were outraged by French actions. It also highlighted the strength that could be achieved by working together. Patriotic songs were written about the Rhine's defence, which includes the current German anthem, and this inspired people to believe that further unification and working together was needed. However, it would be wrong to suggest that this is the sole reason that Germany unified, and ultimately German nationalism was undone by arguments between the different states. Although the states agreed to set up a federal army, it took six years for this to actually happen, and even then proved largely unworkable because individual states would not give up power over their forces. France, therefore, played a major role in growing German nationalism up to 1850. In 1789, the French Revolution had saw the violent overthrow of a monarchy, and all across Europe, many ordinary people were inspired to demand changes in their own country. Seeing that the change could be achieved led to them making demands, and many in the German states began to believe that the only way this would be achieved is in a unified Germany because they thought that the individual leaders of each state, the princes, would not give up power voluntarily. However, many of the changes which were being demanded were possibly because of the Industrial Revolution and not the French Revolution. People who were living and working more closely together demanded changes to improve their lives, limiting therefore the impact of France. France may have played a greater role in military terms, under Napoleon's leadership, France had dominated much of Europe, including large parts of Germany, such as Prussia. And even after Napoleon's defeat and the end of the wars in 1815, there were still huge concerns across the different German states about France's plans. This was massively proven in 1840, when France attempted to take control of part of Germany up to the Rhine. Not only this, French domination of Europe led to German embarrassment at their overall lack of influence. Throughout the 1800s, France's strength and its global empire was resented but at the same time admired by many people in Germany who wanted to achieve this, but ultimately believed that the only way they could do so was if all the German states united. A final factor that may have led to the growth of nationalism in Germany was the role of the Liberals. Liberalism was an important political belief in the 1800s, not simply in Germany, and in simple terms was the idea that ordinary people deserve more of a say in how their lives were run, not simply to be dominated by a monarch or ruler. It was believed that rulers and monarchs were unlikely to give up power. Many liberals therefore became nationalists because they believed that by setting up a new country, it would give them an opportunity to introduce changes such as how the government was to be run and elected. Many liberals were inspired by the French Revolution and the ideals that had been put forward by the changes in France. In particular, liberal ideas were prominent amongst university students. A range of student societies that supported liberalism were set up, and a prominent group called Young Germany started up in the 1830s. The high point of liberalism was possibly 1848, when there was a series of often violent protests held across Germany, demanding political reforms. All the German states were invited to send delegates to a meeting in Frankfurt in March 1848. The so-called Frankfurt Parliament agreed a plan that would unite Germany. However, they could not agree exactly on what this would look like, and even supporters, such as Frederick William IV of Prussia, withdrew their support. Ultimately, 
until 1850, although there were political and philosophical ideas across Germany, such as liberalism, these were very often restricted to the middle and upper classes and caused a huge divide. The working classes wanted to see change, but they wanted social reform, such as better living conditions and better working conditions. The middle class, on the other hand, wanted political reform. In addition, many rich Germans, especially Prussian Junkers, were opposed to liberalism because they feared it would cost them power. 